Okay, this is one of my biggest pet peeves, is people being late. Like, I hate it. I hate it. My time is valuable. I don't want to wait around for you. And look, we live in L.A. It's L.A. traffic. There's always been L.A. traffic. You know about L.A. traffic. You live here. You pay rent every single month in this L.A. zip code. Like, pre-plan for the traffic. Like, you know there's going to be traffic. So leave earlier to plan for the traffic. Patty, we are on exactly the same page here. <laughs> it's oh, It frustrates this me. This is my life. I'm like, you know you have this many kids. You know how long every single day you leave at the same time and you're late. Then add 10 minutes. Yeah. And baby step it. If you need the baby steps, add five and yeah. then another five until you're on time. Like... Do it. <laughs> when someone is late meeting me and I've got my kids with me, I am like, are you kidding me? Okay. I have everything planned out down to the minute of keeping these people sane. And I think it has less to do with us having special needs kids and uh, and more just being respectful of everyone else. Oh, yeah. I you was know? this way before I had kids. I didn't want anybody to be late. I would bring a book I with get... me because I always got everywhere early and everybody else would get everywhere late. Yeah. So the, the time difference was huge. You're not you're – not... You're late if you're not 15 minutes early, is how I think of it. That's how I think, too. And in L.A., it's the opposite. Oh, yeah. You are fashionably late if you're an hour behind. I have gone to parties out here. And, again, no kids, just adults, whatever. And they they say it starts at 7. I know that they actually don't want it to start at 7. But I can't not physically get there at 7. So I will sit in my car until (laughs) 7.05. And then go, now it's acceptable to walk in. I won't be the first person. I am still the first person by 30 minutes. I have been met at the door with people, their hair in a towel, just out of the shower, no food. I'm always the one who helps put out all the food. And gets. And, and they've looked at me before like, wait, why are you here? Like, I am the problem. I'm like, if you didn't want anyone to come at 7, why did you put 7 on the invitation? That that's the time. Like, that's the time you said it is acceptable to come. So I should be able to come at 7. If I'm throwing the party, I want the food and everything to be hot and ready at 7, and then nobody shows up till 7.30 and it's cold, and then I get mad. Okay, I am a hypocrite when it comes to throwing a party, though, because I I always end up thinking it's going to take less time than what it is. So then I end up not putting out the food. Or I'm like, well, I don't know when people are going to come. So the first person who comes, I'm like, let's get out the food because no one's here yet. Well, you're, but you're right in that because people aren't going to show up. But this whole, like, well, I have kids. I'm like, so do I. Yeah. Like, so do I. Like, Chris, I mean, Chris does get the kids out way better than I do. But at the same time, like, we know that we have this window. Like, the kids aren't late to school. You know? Like, they have a 15-minute window of when we can leave and they're not going to be late. And we're always ahead of that window. Like, we have a time where they can go. Like, it's, yeah. Oh, it bugs me. Because you have, you've had these three kids for what? At least five years. Like, you know, (laughs) like it's not like new because this is a funny story. So when we had the girls, we had a foster son in between named Mario. And so then, you know, I give people the grace. We just got a new child. It took us a while to realize how much it takes to get the diaper bag and what we needed to like adapt and arrange and like readjust. Realize, you know, okay, I need like 20 more minutes to get another whole human being ready. Right. So that's fine. I adjusted my time schedule. We're now after Three weeks, I'm now arriving on time to things, right? He leaves. I arrived 20 <laughs> minutes early to, like, everything for, like, three weeks because I was so used to starting, oh, we need to leave at 7. I need to get start getting people ready as, at 6.15. And oh, then yeah. here's, these are the people, you know? Like, I had my – so then I was like, 
get in the car and then we're there. I'm like, oh, I didn't have another whole human to get around. And now I'm like super early. (laughs) Well, I'm super early every day because I plan for, you know, I have built in like, oh, I forgot my keys. Oh, I have to go potty right as we're walking out the door. All of that's built in for all three kids. So then if everybody just goes out nicely and nothing's wrong, it's like, oh, well, now we're going to be pretty early. <laughs> maybe we'll hit, you know, maybe we'll go by a wreck on the way. And then we can we'll make up time. We'll make up time if we see a wreck. Oh, but it drives me bonkers. Those people be on time. Everyone's time is valuable. Especially mine. So what, exactly. <laughs> so how early do you need to do? Like if you're supposed to be somewhere at seven o'clock, how early do you need to get, start getting ready? Um, it depends. Whenever I have the available time to do it, I do it. So that's the difference. Like, I, I'm not a procrastinator. So like even getting ready for church, like Sunday mornings, we go to the noon service, which is amazing. But people are still super late always to the noon service. Oh, and yes. I'm like, y- you didn't have to get up early. Like you had all morning. So I just the whole morning, I'm getting people ready. I'm oh, OK. Now that's done. Let me get the bags ready because I would rather everybody be ready to walk out the door. And then we can just relax, like, oh, we're early. Now we can sit and relax. We can watch a show. We can do this. Um, whereas Derek is more like, we don't have to leave, you know, wait oh, till 10 minutes before. Once again, I'm Derek. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, just do it now. Um, yeah, so I'm just sort of, we're ready to go usually way before we need to be. Just oh, no, in case I have a routine happens. where an hour before we need to be in the car to start leaving. I get what we need ready. The snacks, the water, the bag, the extra clothes, the whatever. After that's ready, then I get myself ready. After myself is ready, then I get Jackson ready. And then when I'm getting Jackson ready, I tell the girls to get ready. This doesn't sound like you're procrastinating. It sounds like you're working through for a full hour. Yeah, but I don't do it like we go to the noon o'clock service. Well, we'll be starting to go to the noon o'clock service again. I won't get up at 8 and get the kids dressed. Oh, well, you know what? I don't do that either. Like, like, But at least like an hour or two before. Like you. I'll start doing it. Oh, no. But I have I to have the hour. Wait. If I don't start before yeah. the hour, then I'm going to be late. Yeah. Because it takes me a solid hour to get four people dressed, the bags packed, everyone with water and snacks and potty and shoes. Like it yeah. takes that long normally to like get going. So there's no like... Everyone's kind of ready. The bags are kind of ready. Let's watch a show. There's not ever going to be a show before we like leave. Well, <laughs> like, I never I w- get to sit, but every but other people can, I guess, because I'm always doing something like, okay, we're having breakfast now. I got to put the dishes away now. But I'm constantly moving, I guess. Well, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, but you do things like all throughout the day to prep yourself. Like Chris is the guy who like before school, like he either the night before, he'll have. He makes the girls be, like, so more independent than I am. He'll have the girls be like, okay, we do their, they have to get their snacks ready for school the next day, right? So they get their snacks. While they're doing their snacks, he's like, okay, Lexi, not Lexi, Zandy has tea in the morning every morning. So then she puts the agave in her tea container by the tea so it's ready. Oh, nice. And then he makes sure that all the dishes are, like, ready. And he gets the cutting board out so that the cutting board's on the table so that he can just grab the bread to make the sandwiches, like, so there's he preps as much as he can the night before so that in the morning it's like doop, 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 and it's done. I plan to do that. 
it doesn't always happen. And then I plan to get up early in the morning too and have all my pre- and that doesn't always happen. So, and Chris is a morning thing too. Like some yeah. some days I'll have all their kids' lunches made before they even wake up. Yeah. And that's not me at all. I'm like, uh, do you like bread and mustard? Because that's what we're having. <laughs> so, anyways. But it bugs me when people are late. Oh, yeah. You're riding on the denial bus with Patty Crouch and Holly Gate. So Holly, you and I met because we were a part of the most amazing church ever. Like it was such a great church, um, yeah. City Life Church. It was a church plant off of Cornerstone. It just kind of started as a small group and then it kind of went and became a church kind of thing. And for four years, it was amazing. Like we lived life together. We were the church. We just, it was No one phenomenal. had kids. <laughs> we started having kids. We started having kids, but yeah, barely anyone had kids. And then the church closed and Chris and I have never recovered. Like we have yet to find a place to really call home, to really be a part of, to really worship and be like it's. And then now you add the kids, you know, because there's a trifecta to it. You want good theology. You want community to be have people to go to and live life with. And now you have to have the kids be handled, which is a huge dynamic because I have a special needs kid who is hard to handle. And then I have two kids who need to feel safe who will run if they don't feel safe. So trying to find a church that like fits those three criteria is like super hard. And I don't want to do a huge church because then you don't have the community. But then if you do a small church, then they don't have the oh. resources to be able to yeah. handle a special needs kid. And then there's these other churches that are great, but I'm like... But your thinking is weird. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it is oh. really hard. And I know, Patty, you and Chris, like you said, you love like the small churches, the church plants, and that with special needs kids is almost impossible. Yeah. Finding a place of worship that you enjoy, uh, you know, whatever religion you are, it's like it's such a personal thing. And there's so many things like the music and this is the way they do this and the person who's talking, everything is so, so personal. And when you have a special needs child, your options of where to go, I would just like collapse. You have like three options. <laughs> if that. Yeah. Like, and the, that three options, them being able to handle the three things that are important to us is like impossible. Like, it's hard. So we were having a really hard time with this. Also with Dawson, especially when we were first figuring out what was going on with him. And first, uh, it was just, it, church became really hard. And I read in LA Parent Magazine, there was a Jewish woman who wrote an article about having a special needs child in a place of worship and how difficult that is. And I was like, oh my goodness, she is saying everything I'm feeling. I'm not alone in this. Because that's one of the things you always kind of think you're going through something alone. Oh, yeah. And, and at the time, I feel like we were one of the first kind of special needs families at the church we were going to. So it did feel that way. And at the end of the article, she had a list of places in L.A., like churches and temples that had that were really good with special needs and had special needs programs. And it was a really short list. And I don't think we didn't really want to go to any of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, or they were far away or whatever. It was like, come on. So the good thing is the church where we were going really 
we figured it out. It was a learning curve, and it took a few years. There were some really hard years, and now I feel like we're in a really good place where now I'm like, okay, well, now we're stuck here, and we're never leaving because (laughs) they finally got it perfect for us. Um, And there was about a year ago where Derek wanted to try looking somewhere else. He had he knew some pastors from this other church that was even closer to where we lived, and he plays basketball on their church basketball team. And uh, he was really excited about it. And I tried it. when I said, well, the most important thing is, can Dawson go there? You know, it, yeah. it, and I tried it. It was the worst. <laughs> I was like, nope. Um, I mean, the church was wonderful, but as far as special needs, I was like, no, I'm not happy. I'm sorry. We can't do this. Wow. But again, I was also happy because I had finally, <laughs> it was working where we were. Was so. there a little bit of like, I don't want to start over again? Like, I don't want to, I feel like I start that with too. It's like, I don't want to th- oh, teach yeah. someone else about FASD. Like, I already teach all the teachers and I yeah. already teach so many th- people about FASD that like, I just want to go to church and be like, just this take is my of. time. Yeah. I want to be given. Like, I want to be taken care of. I want to worship. I mm-hmm. want God to love me. <laughs> well, he loves me all the time, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Like, I don't want to have to go and, through yeah. this learning curve again. And it's hard because, at, you know, at church, there's no IEP. You know? Yeah. That's what I always say. Church has no IEPs. <laughs> like, at school, they have all these things that are in place that they legally have to do to help your child and to make your child's life work. And all the people who work at a school are trained people who have gone into working with kids with special needs. Usually the people who volunteer in a church or a temple, it's like high school kids or college-age kids. and Yeah. That's a learning thing. You know, they're not trained to work with people like that unless you go to a really huge, ginormous church where they have, you know, so many people in their congregation that there's going to be people who can start a program or or who have worked with them. But, you know, that's not that's not where we were. Yeah, I read a book. I forgot what it was called. And it was a pastor wrote it and he was an adoptive father. And he is talking about a church that they used to go to and they were so big on like loving the widows and the orphans that they had like uh, encouraged and like walked with all these people to foster and to adopt. But what they didn't realize is that after all these kids got adopted, <laughs> these people were still in the church and now they had this whole other demographic that they weren't prepared to serve. Wow. Because so an it's influx diff- of kids, but also kids who need, need a little bit more. more. Like yeah. it was, they need more self-safety. They need a better space. Like they had to like rethink a lot of their ways that they were doing their programs so that they could include all these people that they themselves encouraged to adopt. <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't like they just like, oh, we were put in LA Magazine and now all we had this influx of like special needs kids yeah. coming our way. Like they were there from the beginning and then they were like, oh crap. Like we got to <laughs> change what we're doing to fit the needs of our congregation because now we have a lot of kids who have had trauma and they're going to need a little bit more. Like now we need safe spaces in the the Sunday school and maybe even at church where a, a, a bigger place for like the quiet room because you're going to have a nine-year-old there versus like just your little infants, you know, like just changing it around. So I think that's what happened with the church we go to is it's so many young people. It was always a lot of like college age kids and there's still a lot of college age kids. But now it's been around for a while where all the people who were first going there started having kids at the same time. So like when we first went to the church, there was almost I don't even know if they had a youth group yet. 
because there weren't kids that age yet. And now yeah. they have a big youth group, but it's like there were just a million babies all at once. <laughs> and then so they had a huge nursery. And then, okay, now we have a huge toddler section. And now, so we've all kind of gone up together. And at first there wasn't any special needs stuff. And now uh, we've kind of led the way in that. And they're doing amazing. And it's really great. Okay. So honestly, 100%. Would you do you think they could handle Jackson? Like, do you think that because there's one thing for them to have grown with you? Yeah. And there's another thing for them to be able to handle a new child. Well, they have the things in place now where they would have people who would be with him every week and it would be like the same. It would be like two rotating people who are just specifically assigned to Jackson. Yeah. So here, let me tell you our journey from the beginning because okay. that's where I'm giving away <laughs> some of the <laughs> ending of where, where we are. But um, so Dawson first started, and this is kind of our first clue ever that something was maybe going on. He was biting kids. I remember this. Yeah, at church. And so it got to where it was actually so difficult for them that they asked us to be in there with him. So it was like, one of you needs to be in here with him at all times was the first thing that was asked. And so I just stopped going because that sucks being in a huge toddler room with a million little kids and you're tr watching your kid trying to keep them from hurting another kid for two hours when this was supposed to be time you had away from them. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was easier to stay home. So Derek and I would trade for an entire year. One of us stayed home with Dawson, and one of us went to church. So we all, we went to church alone, and we went every other week, and Dawson didn't even go to church for an entire year of his life because okay. that just seemed easier. Yeah. And it was hard. I felt alone, and I felt like, you know, no one was trying to help, and we were, we were trying to figure out ways that could help, and it, it just— Anyway, and I had an infant at the time, too. I think I'd just given birth. And so, or I was about to give birth right when this first started happening. And then I had an infant. So that was also an excuse not to go because oh, I have a baby. Um, and then just, yeah, a whole year went by. And then I was like, you know what? We need to figure this out. Um, I finally, I also wasn't, I didn't know any of the moms. I wasn't a part of any of the community groups or anything. And so I was like, if we're really going to stick it out here, we've got to get to know people. Yeah. So I think I made you come with me on a women's retreat. Which was awesome. Yeah. So I was like, I can't go alone. Um, you have to come with me. Patty, you're better at talking to people. <laughs> I am. Um, and that's where I found, I went with the goal of finding a community group and finding one that worked for parents. Because we had tried a couple times. And they're at night. And, you know, the people who throw them have kids, but then they put their kids to bed. And then we were... Dawson was a handful. And so being yeah. in someone else's house at night trying to listen, it was like, why are we doing this? Just stay home. Yeah. Um, so, again, I think Derek would go and I would just stay home. You know, we uh, we were never able to do anything together as a family. So for the first step was getting in a community group and meeting other families. And we chose one that was made for people with kids. So they met – the women met every other week and the men met every other week so someone could be home with the kids and then on Saturdays they would all meet at a park with the kids okay um which really worked for us so we started doing that um then um forget what we I think Dawson got a little bit easier to manage so then it it became okay we're gonna have somebody oh I remember so this was while Dawson was in sort of the toddler program once he got to preschool 
there was a woman there who had a son who was autistic. He was like 18 now. And so she knew. She said it, it was so hard for us with church. And, and so my outreach is going to be that I'm going to help families with that. But she only worked in sort of you had to be potty trained and you had to be in the preschool room and, and above. And I think you dealt with her for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, she was there for your kids because your kids are a little bit older. Right. Um, so the, I was so excited. I was like, okay, Dawson is graduating into the preschool class. Like the week before Dawson graduated, she stopped coming. Yeah. <laughs> she was done. <laughs> so then I'm like, now what? But they had set up to have, like I said earlier, just a person there that was um, just for Dawson that was sort of his aide. Um, and then it would trade off. There were two girls, and one of them was even an ABA therapist for mm -hmm. her job. Chandra. Oh, love Chandra. Um, and she's not there anymore. Oh, I can't even talk about it. But um, and so every other week there was somebody there just for him, and then that's what we did, and it was amazing. Um, and then we were actually able to go again as a church. Like, it just changed everything. Just having that little bit, like, here, we'll just have somebody there. Um, and then somebody new took over Kidsmen, and so he he took it over. I felt really bad for the guy before because, as I said, all of a sudden there were just so many kids all at once, and there was nothing yeah. set up, and he was sort of – it was a learning curve. But this new guy took it over sort of already knowing about Dawson and already having that as part of this is what we're going to do. And oh, he made a sensory bin. There's, like, sensory bins. Um, he is always there. Like, I have his email, and I am like – I have some ideas. I had some thoughts. We need to talk about this. Like, he will always be there to talk about stuff. Um, and uh, they've really, really put forth a lot of things, so help, which it, is awesome. Have any other families, like, are you still the only special needs kid No, there? no. There's some more now. So there are, you know, but now everybody's a little bit more trained. Everybody's aware. Oh, we also started going to the noon service because there's so many fewer kids at the noon. Yeah. Um, and that was, I, at first I was like, oh, but everybody I know goes to the nine. I was upset about it. Like, of course we have to change something, but I love it so much. There are fewer people. It's easier to park. There's a lot fewer kids. We don't have to wake up early. Like I love going to the noon now. And, and even if Dawson weren't there, I, I would still go. Um, yeah. So now, so the thing that happened recently is the when you get into second grade, so each step along the way, I feel like we're kind of the oldest ones that are pioneering okay. each step. So second through fourth graders sit in the sanctuary for the first part, just the first few songs. And then when the sermon starts, everything, they dismiss them and they leave. Um, okay, by few songs, you mean five songs. Even my yes, ADD is right. like horrible. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like almost like I'd rather just go late because I can't handle five songs. Oh, really? Like, I oh. love the uh, see. It's t I love three that songs part is of my it. max. So I'm like, Ugh. so I was of course me panicked, taking notes, thinking about all the things, and emailing Kevin way ahead of time. Like, here are all my thoughts and concerns about him going into second grade, and it's new people. He doesn't have his aides in there anymore. Um, you know, it's a lot more structured and a lot, which actually is better for Dawson, I think, because when he has the free time, he just kind of runs back and forth and doesn't know. He actually yeah. likes the structure better. But they are, like, actually learning more of a lesson and, like, all of that. Um, so, but it was really being in there, because we sit near the front. It is loud. 
Um, he doesn't really get not talking when he wants to talk. And <laughs> so we got him some headphones. Um, he wears the headphones. One week we forgot the headphones and he was trying to open the car door while I was on the freeway. Like he was so upset about it because I stupidly said, oh, I forgot the headphones. Is that okay, Dawson? Can you just cover your ears? He flipped out. I immediately called Amanda, who is our <laughs> respite worker and a very good friend of mine, who is is my lifeline and the reason probably I was able to stay at church uh, even through hard times because I called her. I'm like, what do I do? I need headphones. Are there headphones? She's like, I will meet you in the courtyard with headphones. Like, just give me a second. And do you need me to meet you at the car? Like she, if Derek's ever not with me, she's like, text me. I will meet you at the car. We will walk in together. I will help you walk out. What do you need me to do? Anyway, there's always people. I have like my people there now that I can reach out to to help because you just need those people. And you can't do it without them. Um, And so the first week that this was going on, I was so stressed. I ended up, I was there by myself. um, And I was so worried at how it was going to go. Amanda met me and she said, "Uh, I'm going to be with him today. It's just going to be me because I thought I'm going to have to go and I'm probably going to have to miss church today and just sit in with him and explain him to all the new people. I hate that. She's his babysitter. She babysits for him every week. She's been with him for three years. She sat in with him the whole time. She's like, you just go enjoy church. I will sit with him. She, I picked him up. She was like, okay, I figured out all the ways that everybody needs to be better and all the things that are going to be triggers for him. And I've already talked to everybody about it. That's so, <laughs> so nice. So she like took the whole thing and out of my totally hands. that's totally different when it comes from mom because we're crazy helicopter parents. Exactly. Versus he needs like, this and he needs that. Yeah. It's just like this, it's totally different perspective when oh, yeah. someone else comes in going, this is what we need to do about this child. Because then it's not the crazy mom who's wants everything for their child, which exactly. we do, but we're not the crazy ones. We're not the helicopter ones. We're not the needy ones. And we're not the crazy ones. Instead, it's like, oh, this is what this child needs because he's autistic. Yeah. You know? She was like, you know what? You guys need to give him more warning on all the transitions because they change rooms and go to different things. And, you know, you're not giving him enough time and um, just stuff like that. I was like, <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> oh. is like, amazing, though. Oh she has such a heart. It's phenomenal. Her, I, I called awesome. my parents to tell them, I'm like, here's how today went because I'd been worried about it. And, and my dad goes, Amanda can never move. <laughs> I was like, I know. You got that, Amanda? You can never move. I know. So now, so he has the headphones now. We sit in there. It is, I think, about once every week he will say something out loud. Like Once every week or month? Every week that he goes okay. uh, to church. He will say something out loud like, oh, look, blah, blah, blah. Or now he likes reading what's on the screen. So like the words to the songs come up and he's like, oh, it says. And he starts reading it. Most of the time it is the music part. So it's it's loud. So people don't really care or notice. It's when they come out to do like they'll like read something from the Bible or they pray before they dismiss them that my heart starts beating in my chest. Um, One week there were like all these shootings that had happened. They're like, let's do a moment of silence and like pray. They had this like serious prayer. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, just holding my breath the whole time. Like, please don't yell something out of the middle of this. But I mean, even when he does, like other people have told me it's like sweet. You know, it's not a constant thing. It's only for a few minutes. And if he says one thing, it's like sweet people. He's wearing headphones, okay, and sitting down and rocking back and forth. Like, they know. Yeah. Um, They're giving you grace. And they see you every week. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's this random 
person. It's like they know who you guys are, and even if they don't I know your see name. Special needs kids in the audience, or they get, say something, or they're singing really loud. It's like I love. It warms my heart. It doesn't upset me, you know. But yeah. still, as the mom, I'm like, oh, don't say anything. You're don't extra make noise. sensitive to that. Don't draw attention to us. Yeah. But anyway, we're in a really good place. So, Pike, tell me about you. <laughs> I'm glad that y'all are in a really good spot with it all. And I'm glad that you stuck it out. Like, I feel like I should have stuck it out with you. I've been beating myself up a little bit over here listening to you. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm like, ooh, I probably should have given it more time. And, I, I, yeah, maybe the reason why it didn't work is because I didn't get a community group and all this kind of stuff. Like, giving my all my reasons why it didn't work. Because we went to that church for a while. Yeah. And the girls were doing great at it. And then we just couldn't find community. And there wasn't a community that worked for our schedules. And it wasn't one that was conducive for the girls. Yeah. And so we ended up trying to find the smaller church because that's what was going to happen. So then we found the small church and six months later that closed down. And I'm yeah. like, and Chris and I don't try churches for like a month. Like we try things. We tried one church for two years and then we're like, we still don't have people who are willing to be vulnerable with us. Like this is ridiculous. Since then, Chris has completely gone away from the church. Um, I don't say completely gone away from the church, but he's definitely has no desire to attend or any of that stuff. And so now I'm doing it on my own, which is completely hard because yeah. – now, it's not like Chris and I can alternate. It's like I either go by myself and the kids stay, which isn't helping them learn the kids, and then we're never really going to go together. Or I'm taking the kids, which then means I'm explaining everyone to everything, and then I'm also just stressed. stressed. <laughs> or I'm in there, and then I don't go to church at all, which is defeats the whole purpose of me trying to find a church so that I can get filled and, like, whatever. So I don't know what we're going to do. I think I'm about going back to Reality LA. If you do, you text me and we will meet each other in the parking lot. And then oh, if that's we meet work. an we'll extra person. We'll have six kids running well, around the parking lot I'll, getting run over. I'll call Amanda and then she can help us <laughs> both. Well, we'll do something. Um, but some, I mean, I need to go because the further I'm not there, the further away from Jesus I get. And it's hard to stay with people and whatnot. So like, I want to go. It's just I don't have the emotional But it's hard bandwidth. when you've been you know, burned by so many churches and so many, you know. And we're definitely in a different stage of life, too. It's yeah. like when we were church shopping before, it was just Chris and I and two little girls, you know. And it was hard then because the girls needed so much. Mm -hmm. And now I had it a child that needs even more than the girls need. Mm -hmm. So now it's going in and finding someone. And then the girls are dyslexic. So you go into that third grade class and it's like I have to, I feel horrible because they expect these third graders to read and write and do all these things, and the oh, girls wow. can't. So now it's a whole other place of triggering for them. And I don't want that to be, you know? So it was like, well, so then you want to go to a class because it's second through fourth. Yeah. I so mean, they'll, yeah. Even your kid just reading the words on the screen, I, the girls wouldn't oh, be yeah. able to. <laughs> oh, it's just, <laughs> I know it's needed, and I have no, I have the desire. I don't have the energy oh, yeah. to want to work through it. So we'll see where it happens. But what would be your tips to give to to parents to give to the children's ministry? Like, Well, I feel like now it's so prevalent, like all these special needs and autism and everything, that there's so many books out there. There's probably a book specifically for kidsmen leaders about having special needs you know, kids in in your class and, um, you know, having those sensory bins available, just having people, 
you don't have to have trained professionals. It's just having that one-on-one. Like, he will provide an extra person so that you can go into the sanctuary and not have to worry. And we're not going to be calling you about every little thing. We're going to handle it. Like, that's all you need is just somebody, like, just that one-on-one care. And just knowing that there are people, like, get somebody's phone number if you need help coming from the car, if you need they're having an extra especially hard day and someone we've had people just sit with him in the hall sometimes because he was just like throwing a fit and didn't want to go in and they're like I'll sit with him but I think that's something to do with the church too like they have a heart realizing when we were with that small church that we were starting to build before it closed down six months later <laughs> that was what my role was in the church was creating oh, yeah. a church that was trauma informed and could handle the unique you know like and the it, brains it was, that were it wired. It was too much for the church it closed. <laughs> it was so <laughs> much for the church it closed down. <laughs> but I feel like churches want to to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. But until they have that issue, why would they have anything set up for it? You know, if it's not. Oh, completely. No, so somebody sense. has to be the pioneer and yeah, go in. Yeah, but as a special needs mom, you don't want to be the pioneer. You're already know, tired. <laughs> like, I'm proud of you. Thank you for doing this. And maybe I'll hold work for Jackson so we can go back to church. <laughs> But then honestly, like even if it works for them, like I don't I because we were going again. I've gone back to your church like four times. Yeah. And I don't even Mainly know. Mainly because the children's ministry you... does work for them to a certain extent. But then I go and I'm like, I sit by myself and you know me, I hate being by myself. Like I sit with me. Well, I, mean, I test you every single time and you're like afterwards going, oh, we didn't go this week or, oh, we, I totally didn't realize you were here. Like, oh, I didn't see you. I'm like, I, oh, you suck. Anyways, I don't like being by myself. So then I get all in my head. So then I don't, some, then I'm just like not listening really. So then I'm not into the service. So then I'm just like, I don't even want to be here anymore. There's no one. I, so I'm reading that book that Heather kept talking about, about the power of habits and mm-hmm. how, like, there's a social habit to church and there's just these social mm-hmm. habits that you create and the best habits have the social aspect to it. And that's what I realize is missing for me going back to church is that there's just not – there's no one to go back to. Like, there's no one who, like, cares enough to, like, say, where were you? Like, with a small group of church, like, you realize, like, you get that instantly versus a big church where you have to – seek it out and when you're in a place like me i don't have the energy to seek it out so i I don't so it's hard because there's that that piece missing so i'm just another person in a seat by myself and then usually someone calls me because of the kids you know what you need to do because i realized this too because i was going by myself a lot especially when derek was trying the other church and there's um or when we were only going you know every other week is I was always sitting in the back, and I feel like it's so distracting in the back. You have to come sit in the, near the front with me. <laughs> so we'll All sit right. together. You sit in the front because the girls walk forward anyway to their class. Yeah, so I would Dawson, have to get new headsets because hand. the girls don't like the music being so loud. Oh, yeah. So there'll be three kids with headsets sitting in the like, third row, and then we just hand them off to their person because they're in the front. Um, and then we sit down because the front— First of all, sitting in sort of the same place every week, you get to know the people well, around you. Well, I tried you. that too, but there was always different people. Because people that sit in the back are are the people who don't come very often. <laughs> and it's so distracting back there. People are opening the door all the time. Oh my God. There's like all the, the babies and everything are back there. So I realized 
So people, when we were first worried about Dawson being in service, they're like, why don't you sit? Like Derek kept saying, why don't we sit in the back? Let's sit in the back. I was like, no, I'm not going back to that life. <laughs> I finally have people around me I know and, and I feel more engaged and involved. And the kids have to go to the front anyway to meet their people. And I always hand Dawson like directly to someone, like hold his hand, please. And then I walk back to my seat. So it's easier for me to be near the front. But Oh, that makes sense too. I feel like if you're listening – that maybe you're that person that helps that mom who needs that break. Because I messed one of the things I loved about... Okay. So I, Chandra was awesome when she was there. Because she was like, no, you need to go. Like, you, this is your time. And she spoke be. our language because she knew the ABA yeah. and the work. <laughs> so I recently found, found, I tried another church. And it was horrendous. Like, it was so bad. And not because of the people. Like, the people really wanted to help, but they just weren't adapted to it. And Jackson ran out into the street, and, like, it was just—and I just broke down because I was like, I need this, but I can't get this. Mm -hmm. I never went back. (laughs) Although they were like, here's their email to the kids' ministry. Like, if you're going to come, let's figure it out, whatever. But I kind of already knew that the church itself—I was like, well, i got to figure out if this church itself is going to be good for me. Because if the church itself isn't going to be good for me, why am I going to force you to, like, spend the time to do all this with the kids, you know? It's that trifecta again. Mm-hmm. It's like I have to I have to be fulfilled in that church and then be able to have the kids to be fulfilled in that church. But if I'm going to be spending all that time to have and teach you and educate and you're going to be getting extra volunteers and like readapting your kids ministry like and then I'm like, well, I don't really like your church. <laughs> like, <laughs> But that's you know not... what? You will have helped them. There will be someone else. Oh, no, I'm not doing it. Never went will back. Come I, like, <laughs> I cried hysterically. Oh. It was an ugly cry. And everyone was like, I'm so sorry. Like, we want to help. And, and their hearts were in the right spot. So I feel like, I don't know. Hey, the good I thing... feel like church wants, want, they want to give that mom that needs a break a mm-hmm. break. They just need help doing it. They don't know how know? to do it. The good thing about reality is it's not – it's such a big campus and all the classrooms aren't anywhere near a street. So even if Jackson runs – so Dawson would run a lot and I know the girls would. And they have people posted all along the oh, way. Yeah. And so they'd be on the walkie immediately. Hey, Dawson's running. And the person, you know, in front of the front doors would be like, okay, I got him. Yeah. Um, so they had people to catch him along the way, which <laughs> makes me feel better. We'll see. <laughs> I need to go you back. And I'm not forcing you to come back to my church. I just want you to find one that, that works for you. It's a it's a, it's a catch-22 as well. It's like I need to put the time in to make it work, but I don't want to put the time in to make exactly. it work. I just want to go somewhere that already has figured it out. And I was like, oh, yes, this is a church where we love Jesus and love people, and we can take care of everyone, including people with unique brains. We have everything set up, and we know everything about your son, so you don't need to tell me anything. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to do anything, which doesn't exist. So, Patty, my community group also, just to tell you how wonderful they are when I finally— and at first it was hard for me, too, because, you know, I don't like to walk— you make friends easier than I do. Oh, yeah. I love your community group, and I wanted to go back, and then I, I never know. went back. I, I, But I had to put in the work to, like, really feel – get to know people because it takes a while to do that, and, it, and it's hard. Um, and people come and go, and then you finally have that core group. But they are so great. Um, so we have – we're all on, like, Slack, the app. When I was pregnant with Sebastian, um, I was on, like, limited bed rest for a little while near the end, and Derek – 
went out of town. He went to Thailand for like two months. My parents were coming out to stay with us. There was like a week, I think, in between where I was going to be alone. And I was just telling one of the moms I was really worried about because uh, Nolan would take his nap in the car and then I would carry Nolan upstairs. And that, and like Nolan needed his nap and he would only nap in the car and I couldn't get him upstairs and uh, because I wasn't allowed to pick him up. And Nolan had to be in the car because we were driving Dawson to therapies and there was all this stuff. And she was like, what can we do to help? What do you need? And I was like, well, it sounds weird, but I just want someone in the car with me who can carry Nolan up the stairs. She was like, we're on it. She like posted on Slack. There was somebody who signed up. They had a sign up for each day to just ride with me in the car. And then if Nolan fell asleep, to carry him up the stairs. (laughs) So, I mean, you really need those people around you who are going to do that stuff for you and I would but you live too far away (laughs) how do I live too far away I mean I couldn't like run over in the middle like these were all people in in Burbank nearby I was like, we don't even live that far away I know we don't but I mean just to if I could no (laughs) no no no. I meant that I could run over to help you with something real quick in the middle of the day you could I know I could you're you're right I should okay I will be that person for you (laughs) I don't have anything I need. I take it back. I don't have anything I need, though, so you're fine. Fine. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was just like, I thought we were friends like that. Like, I thought... No, we are. We are. But we're not, actually. Like, we are, but well, we're not. Well, we used to be, but now we're, like, our days are so busy. I was like, we're not in each other's daily lives, but we're in each other's weekly lives. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. Where we're still constantly in touch, but it's definitely not on a daily basis. Yeah. Anyways. This, defining that relationship for everyone who's listening now. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Like, I miss that. Like, I want that. I, I mean, that's what I miss. I miss. And I feel like I have a house now that finally could be conducive to, like, holding a place at our own house, which would be so oh, much nicer. Oh, you could do your own. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, the commitment. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, can I really afford for every Wednesday night to do, you know? And I'm not in a position of, like, spiritually strong right now to lead a group. Like, I am not there. You know, so it's like, I just need to volunteer a house, but be able to cancel it last minute if need be. (laughs) We have that. The people whose house we meet at aren't really the leaders necessarily. Somebody else is the leader, but they're the only ones who have a house because they're like older. They have all their kids have gone off to college or gone. (laughs) So Uh, I don't mind that. And then if she's out of town or something, then it's like, okay, who else can do it? And then... Maybe I do that. I don't know. See, I have all these grand plans, and then I'm going to actually try to start working, and I'm going to get exhausted and quit. That's what's going to happen. So we'll have to to circle around this in, like, three months. Before, like, just jumping into hosting something, (laughs) let's baby Well, this is what I do. I go, like, no, we're going to do this, and then I do it for, like, three weeks, and then I'm like, oh, this is too much work, and I hate this. Or, like, Jackson (laughs) has a bad day, and I'm like, oh. Like, the last time we went to reality, Jackson did great. And then I decided that Jackson was getting settled, and then I decided to bring the girls in, and it was horrendous. Uh, yeah. Because I didn't really prep them because they had come so far from when they were before, and people mm. had recognized them before. So I didn't really think of it. And then Lexi got completely triggered and hated it, and now neither one of them want to go back. Uh, yeah. So now I'm like, crap, like, I'm back to helping them. Like, it's just too much. But I need it. I need to do it. I just... Like I said, I just want someone to magically appear that knows all of it and then just be, like, done. I, just want to, I want the end result and not any of the work. That's what I would like. Same with my workout body. I would like the end result without doing any of the work. We'll figure. We'll, we'll circle back and see where I am in three you can, months. You can use my Amanda. Tell her what she needs to know. 
Have her sit with him the first week. I'm just, Amanda, I'm just volunteering you for this. And then, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll circle back and we'll do it. I need to do something. A new habit needs to be made surrounding this. Or find a place where they already have a very established special needs. It's not out there. There, there was that list in that Parents magazine. There was It was some. five years old. <laughs> and it no longer exists. That's and true. all those churches went under because they couldn't handle it. Joking. <laughs> Just joking. No, I've, I've been looking. I, yeah. I've, I try a new church like once a month and it's like, nope, 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 <sighs> nope. And I'm not willing to put the work in. Like I totally get it. Half of it's me and half of it's them. And I really feel like there's this movement going on of people wanting to make a change in their church and accepting everyone and not wanting – because people hear these stories like mine where it's like, I haven't gone to church in like three years on a regular basis. And people are like, no, our church should be a place where everyone can come to. And then they mm-hmm. try to work on it, you know, and some churches have done well. Like the church that Derek goes to isn't actually that bad with it. Like they have some kids that have autism and stuff. But they do. And they and the pastor came over to me and was like, we want to make this work. And it, and they were going to have like Saturday night services that were sensory spe- and all this stuff. But I was like, but Saturday night is a like that's our special night together as a family. And Sundays are the only days we don't have uh, therapy or school, and I need that huge chunk of three hours in the middle of the day <laughs> where they're doing something. Oh yeah! If we went to church Saturday night, what would we do on Sundays? <laughs> I Disneyland. Don't know. Yeah, actually. Well, we do do that pretty much once a month anyway. <laughs> oh no, I totally get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So there's churches out there. I just haven't found one, and there's not a church out there that's done the work for me, yeah. for me personally in my life. Like, that's what I need someone to do. I need someone else to do the work for me. So, Amanda, if you want to do all the work for me so that I can go to your church again, that'd be great. And then, and then, yeah, and I need to figure out, like, how to get to talk to your thing. There's just a lot of work I have to do, and it's just I don't want to do it. But I know I need to do it. I know it's going to be good for me. And I know that. It's just getting that new habit. So maybe that's what I'll work on then, is creating that new habit of even just going. Thanks for writing on the Denial Bus. But your stop's coming up. You're going to have to get off. Get back to the real world. Life. Don't worry. You got this. 